Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. It's time to get outside. This is KSL Outdoors. Brought to you by Trax Power Sports Rentals. Two hours of stories and information on hunting, fishing, and high adventure. KSL Outdoors with Tim Hughes on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning and welcome to a brand new day. It is a pleasure to have you with us again this morning for another edition of KSL Outdoors Radio. We're going to take you beyond the borders a little bit uh, today, as we do from time to time, and uh, be checking in with the team everywhere. <laughs> Russ is actually up in uh, Washington. We'll let him tell you why on, in just a minute. And we'll go road tripping, of course, uh, with the boys, uh, Bob and Mark. Find out about what they've been up to this week. I think Mark might actually still be in the field uh, working with Utah.com or someone on a tour somewhere in the state. So, anyways, nice to have you here. Tim Hughes in studio at Broadcast House in downtown Salt Lake City. Been a wet morning, kind of a uh, snowy morning here. And a reminder, we're recording the program on Thursday this week for air to playback for you here this morning. All right, Russ Smith from Skycall, actually out of the compound and on the road today. You uh, yeah. you headed up to Washington earlier in the week. How was the drive? We did. We we left Saturday from Salt Lake and went up and spent the night there at Ranger Stands in uh, Montana in Belgrade. There. Oh yeah. And dropped and left the dog there, and uh, and then the next day we Sunday we came across and stayed in uh, Kellogg, Idaho for the night, and then uh, Monday. I think I mixed up. Saturday, <laughs> Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Monday we came across and stayed in Kellogg, and then Tuesday we came into we came in here to to Spokane. Yeah. To stay with my cousin and his sweet wife, and Spokane's always been a problem for me to to navigate in. Really? Why? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's I, I can't I can't tell you. There's a mystery on my phone of why. I have one number one day for the address, and the next day it's a different number. Well, I don't know how that happens. Are they getting but anyway? Are, are they getting snow up there yeah. the way we're getting down here? Or no, no, nah, a little bit. It's it's been a continuous, just drizzle, drizzly kind of rain. Yeah, uh, we had some sunshine a couple of days, but but other than that, it's just been kind of cool. Kind of it reminds me of running that river in Alaska. It's about the same temperatures and the same climate. Yeah. You know, it's just drizzling and and. Uh, not much sunshine. Yeah. Well, it's good to, good to have you that, on board. Everything's gone. Yeah, everything's gone great. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll explain a little bit more about why you wanted yeah. to make this trip because I think it's a great story. But I, right. I do want to bring Navidomskis uh, right. into the conversation. Speaking of snow, uh, my guess is there's been some uh, snow up at your camp spot for the last week or so, Navi. Yes, absolutely. Last night we went up to uh, the river up in the mountains with my RV. We only have a couple of weeks left of that. So we went up there and then. It was a regular blizzard, but it was beautiful, and I'm sitting there, and there's a three-point deer, literally five feet, maybe eight feet. Nice. And then a two-point, and then some does, and then another two-point, and they're, like, hiding by my motorhome so they don't get shot, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I think I told you Roger Eggett uh, was not surprised to hear your story of hearing elk bugling in the background because they've heard them from their backyard over the last little uh, while. These were nice deer, and they're looking at me like, what are you doing here? Don't you know it's snowing? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to be out of our way by now. What do you right. What do you make of this snow? That's good news for skiers, right? You know, my wife asked me how it's going to do. Like, is it going to warm up? Or are we going to lose it? And I go, I can't really tell you. But if it just keeps going at this pace, we're going to be fine for the ski season. Oh, absolutely. That first round of it, uh, looking at some of the totals, and some were – uh, impressive even down in the beaver area uh, of the state, the central part of the state, where they got over two feet, and that was the case up at Alta from that first go-round. And we've had a couple of uh, storms clip through here since then. I was just looking at the 10-day forecast, and it looks like there's more precipitation. We got some this morning, Thursday, but then there's more coming Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of next week. So if we can keep this pattern going, you're right, it's going to be a, a great ski season and that's just the way we need it around here these days i called finn on the phone and he didn't answer but he called me right back on that facetime thing and he's at alta and he's looking he's like look at this dad look at all the snow he was coming down collins run with his girlfriend what are they hiking up i get well there's the lifts aren't running and he showed him and with his phone yeah he hikes up all the time and Looks like he had good skin. Yeah. Well, we hear that story from the uh, kids that go up to the boneyard up there at uh, Brighton where they hike up a little ways and, and uh, slide down. And, you know, it's too much work for me at this point in my life. But uh, it is fun to see the enthusiasm for so many out there. All right, Russ, before we get too far into the show, explain to people yeah. why you headed that direction because I think it's great. Yeah. Well, as as I think we've talked about on the show that I've been doing – some interviews, some veterans interviews and family interviews and with with people that are uh, getting older and, and we want to get this information recorded, you know, um, as soon as we can. Um, and it's gone real well. And, and I've been trying to get up here. Uh, my Uncle Ellis, Uncle Mac, his name is Ellis McEachin. They call him Mac. Um, he's 98 years old. Mm. And... Um, <clears throat> We've been trying to get up here. He's a World War II vet. He fought in Battle of the Board, Battle of the Gorge, and a couple other battles, major battles. And he's got a lot of experience and and things on his mind, you know. Um, but uh, so we started on Tuesday. We set up and started on Tuesday at his home, and that was a big change because we had planned on doing it here. But that's all right. He doesn't get around too well, so it worked out best yeah. for everybody. And these, you know, we sit, we, the first day we did two hours with him straight, and we were all beat by that time that was over. Yeah. And uh, it just is fantastic. It, 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 he's old and like the rest of us as we get old. It takes a little while to get our get ourselves going. And, boy, once once we started going, it, it was just wonderful to hear all these experiences yeah, I'm in sure. his life. Wednesday was the same thing. We went full blast for two or three hours on Wednesday. And and then we're we're gonna be over there Tuesday, Wednesday, and this is Thursday, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're we're gonna be over there today for an hour or so and talk about some other things and break everything down and, and um get ready to leave uh tomorrow to head towards home. Yeah. Well, I, I just wanted to mention that because I think, uh, and we've told this story so many times when we're talking about Patriot Guard or when we're talking about yeah. Uh, yeah. the the, the um, trips back to Washington. 
uh, with uh, veterans of the past that they keep so many right. of these things bottled up. And once you can take the lid off of that bottle, man, it just uh, flows out of there. And, they do. And it, invaluable memories for the family, certainly. I want One more thing about that I want yeah. to say. Um, we had no agenda going in. There's things we'd like to have heard about. But we really had to go with the flow with how he feels about things. Yeah. And, you know, I, I want to say it was very touching when we, we got to the Battle of the Bulls. We talked about it in general with him, and we asked him about his experiences there during the battle. And he hemmed and hawed and looked at us and says, I can't talk about it. Mm, even all these years later. And, and and what do you do? You just drop it. Yeah. You know, yeah. we just move on because, it, yeah, all these late, years later, and I think this goes for most all veterans uh, that have been in combat, that it, some of these things are just too too tender, too yeah. too sensitive, and they just don't want to review, re, revisit it. Yeah. So, yeah. Hats off other than you. that, it's some yeah. fantastic yeah. stuff, and, and, yeah, it's been great. Hats off to you for uh, taking the time to do that for your posterity and really for historical purposes for those that may not even know the family. Uh, let's talk about what's yeah. coming up on the show today. We, uh, in this next half hour, in a few minutes actually, we'll have some news of the week, which I've got a couple of things to share. Several events, two of them anyway, are happening today as you listen to these interviews. So uh, hopefully you can still make your time to get over if you want to be a part of them. We'll share that with you. Mark Smoot is going to uh, join us. He's the president of the Garden City. City Chamber. Bob Grove has set that up for us because he was up there not too long ago. He and uh, Mark both were up there doing a little road trip and segment. So we'll look forward to finding out more about Garden City. Uh, we'll do some fish bites with Navidomskis. Um, are we still in that tweener season, Navi, for uh, getting out on the water? My wa- photo class is in full force. We we were out on the water, and uh, I'm going to talk about float tubing specifically on the fish bites, but we were out of the water and we're headed out again. Well, what is this morning when this airs? Yeah. Did, did the weather hold off for you long enough last week? No, <laughs> <laughs> it started snowing as I was rigging. Oh no. And then it's full on wet. As soon as I got on the water and we fished in a blizzard. Oh my gosh. All right. We'll look forward to the stories coming up. Uh, Roger Egger will join us from Bear River Lodge. My guess is there's some snow up there to talk about too. And uh, one note, I know we're going to talk about a few things in the news of the week. There was a note of a video that I posted on social media, and we joke from time to time about people that just uh, think that Yellowstone is a petting zoo and uh, get way too close to the bison up there. And I posted this picture that said, and it has a cow on one side, it has a, a, a bison on the other, and it's a split right down the middle. It says cow, and then it says high-capacity assault cow <laughs> on, on the other side. But I, I bring it up because there's a video, and I don't think this is Yellowstone, but there are, is a group of, and these are adults, they're also children, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, probably 10 or 12 people that are standing nose-to-nose with a giant moose right in the middle of a trail. I don't know if there's audio to it. Let me see if there is or not. No, there's no audio to the video. But they stand there literally nose-to-nose taking pictures with their phones. And as the adults get more brave, the uh, kids get more brave. So the parents are handing the kids things to feed the moose. When the moose all of a sudden decides that the one child that wants to pet his nose is a little too close and rears up and 
with their front hooves takes one of the children down. I mean, it's really scary stuff. Uh, but again, uh, this is a time of year, as Navi was expressing a minute ago, that you may find some wildlife out there somewhere, and uh, you just want to make sure that you give them their uh, distance so that we don't have these kinds of encounters. You can see the video on our uh, Facebook page, which is KSL Outdoors Radio. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We have news of the week for you next, so don't go away. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Time for a little news of the week here. Tim, Russ, and uh, Navi enjoying this winter weather, and uh, skiers are certainly grinning from ear to ear. I have not heard, by the way, of any um, resorts moving up their opening dates because of it, but Navi, you'll be happy to know that some of those resorts are blowing snow at night. It's certainly cold enough to do that. So they're going to make sure they're adding some uh, man-made on top of what Mother Nature is already providing, which is fantastic. I'll get to uh, a couple of events that are happening today in just a minute. I One of the stories we had this week that's outdoor-related that uh, caught everybody's attention was the second uh, story of uh, bear attack. We were just talking about encounters with wildlife. Navi's had deer staring him down, and we uh, told you about the video we've got online of a moose. But there was a Wyoming man who is recovering, and I guess out of the hospital now, recovering from a gunshot wound. <laughs> To his leg. It was a self-imposed gunshot wound, but it was because there was a grizzly bear that was uh, coming right at him, and he put his leg out to try and keep the distance from the bear, and, well, here's what happened. Yeah, it's scary. It was pretty scary. From his recovery room at the University of Utah Hospital, Lee Francis is remaining remarkably upbeat after one of the most traumatic moments of his life. So I've been around these big bears, but it's a whole different deal when they're coming after you. And they've decided that that they're going to take you out. On Friday, he and his son were elk hunting in the Rock Creek area of the Sawtooth Mountains east of Bondurant, Wyoming, when all of a sudden... Boom, boom, boom. Fast like a shoot. He grabbed his pistol and shot the grizzly bear that charged at him from 10 feet away, pinning him to the ground. I think I put my foot up to to stop his head from grabbing me and just defensively shot my leg. The 65-year-old from Evanston says the rounds hit and scared off the 8-foot, 700-pound bear who he believes was protecting its den. It was a different kind of demeanor. He was coming after me. Now on the ground bleeding, his son loaded him up to an area where life flight could land. He got me on top of the mule and we worked our way out. He was flown to the U where doctors put his lower leg in a cast. As for going out hunting again... I'll probably have a nightmare or two next time I'm up in the mountains. <laughs> I think I would, too. This guy, eight feet, they estimate, size-wise, and 600 pounds. <laughs> so uh, it, that, that would get your heart pumping anyway. Uh, and uh, Lee Francis uh, was released from the hospital. Sounds like he's doing better, which is fantastic. You know what? I made a mistake, too. I said these events that I wanted to talk about were coming up today. As you listen to the, the this uh, broadcast, it's actually – the final weekend of November, not October. So you've got oh. some time to plan here. And both around firearms, Lee K uh, Public Shooting Range is going to be having their first shots basic handgun clinic. 
Uh, and if so, if you're a new gun, gun owner or um, somebody who plans to purchase a handgun in the future, it's the first opportunity to get out there. And uh, it'll be uh, a four-hour uh, session that you can take a part of at the Lee K Shooting Center. You might want to look that up and uh, make sh- make make your plans to have it on the calendar. And then there was one more. Ah, another kind of shooting uh, has to do with cameras. It's the introductory wildlife photography workshop that's going to be happening at the George S. and Dolores uh, Dory uh, Eccles Wildlife Education Center. This one only about an hour and a half, but it'll be happening the same day, Saturday, November 26th. So whether you're going to shoot with uh, a pistol or where they're going to shoot with a camera. Uh, there is uh, great opportunities coming. Uh, one more here, November uh, 12th, which is also a Saturday. There is a chance to go see uh, mule deer as they go head to head fighting for potential mates in the rut. Uh, they're going to have an event uh, to take place two to seven o'clock at the Nash wash wildlife management area located just east of green river in East central Utah. But uh, these Opportunities come along this time of year because the deer are so busy concentrating on <clears throat> other things that uh, they don't pay such close attention to you wanting to watch uh, what's going on there. So look forward to that. Anyway, all right, uh, let's take our break here. That'll give us a little more time on the other side. And uh, when we come back, Mark Smoot will join us. Bob Grove's going to jump in here, too. Mark is the president of Garden City Chamber. And uh, there were some events going on up there, some outfitters that you may want to uh, find out more about if you've got plans to go up there, whether that's snowmobiling in the winter or whether you're already dreaming about things getting warmer again. You'll have to wait till spring. And I forgot to mention that Robbie Edgel will join us. He's the habitat restoration biologist. There's a restoration project going on up in the canyons that Faith Jolly made me aware of. And I said, let's talk about it on the air. Um, they're doing something with interagency wildfire wildfire fuel treatments up Parley's. We'll have more on that coming up in just a minute. Don't go away. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 